When lies replace truth and confusion undermines the integrity of a once great culture, when ignorance prevails and the future lacks principle, it is time for the brave to declare, yes, to hell with it. When injustice occurs and a once brave people cower in fear, when life is deprived and liberty is denied, when war must be waged for what is good and true, it is time for heroes to cry out, yes, to hell with it all. In a world fraught with perilous events, when fear has dominion over mind, body, and soul, may the righteous forge into and through the unthinkable, the intolerable, and the seemingly unwinnable. Such is the commitment of YesToHellWith.com. Have you ever witnessed a reprehensible act or decision and did nothing to stop it? If so, then you know what it means to have regrets and to be cowardly. Since you have learned from such experiences, consider what you would do if a thief was stealing from your neighbors, or an attorney said your retainer was used when no work was ever done. And finally, a major corporation lied about a financial transaction, and this false statement sent an innocent man to prison. In each of these examples, wouldn't it make sense to hold the bad actors accountable? What if no one did anything? What would the repercussions be? What if there were no heroes? Welcome. My name is Bo Johnson. I am the author of The End of Justice. When my publisher asked me to write a podcast about a current injustice equal to the ones noted in my book, I decided to share a story about a dated wrong that continues even to this day. Truth be told, I consider this story to be an ongoing crime by both a major national and international corporation and the United States federal government. This podcast series, which is titled, Where Are the Heroes?, was written with the hope that listeners will embrace the truth and choose to act for what is right. For if courageous souls do not intervene, we will continue to experience a living hell. This story proves as much. The protagonist of this true account is a very close friend of mine who has suffered the unimaginable. His name is Orlando Carter. As an innocent man, he was accused of stealing $4 million, and after a jury trial, he was convicted and sentenced to 15 years in prison. His family endured great hardship. Moreover, true to the theme of Yes to Hell With, Orlando and his family are still without recourse. He has exhausted all options, and they are still suffering. I will name the bad actors involved with this tragedy shortly. However, to begin with, and because I have proof of Mr. Carter's innocence, I would like to establish several objectives. Since it can be proved that Mr. Carter is innocent of the alleged crime, should we not seek his Number one, exoneration. Number two, financial remuneration for his losses and suffering. And three, an apology by the company responsible for this injustice. These objectives can be achieved with either or both of the following. One, an expedited federal criminal investigation into the conduct of this private company. Two, the loss of this company's revenue from customers who refuse to do business with such a dishonest operation. To put it simply, if Orlando Carter is not exonerated 
and if he does not receive compensation for his unjust conviction in prison sentence. Customers that patronize this business should boycott the company. If a majority of customers did this, this multi-billion dollar company would contend with the possibility of financial ruin and the injustice against Orlando Carter might be resolved once and for all. Now that I have stated these objectives, please know that I would not speak so forcefully about this major corporation unless I had proof. So without fear or reservation, I will reveal the first antagonist of this story. The national and international company that is at the heart of the tragedy against Orlando Carter is PNC Bank. Mr. Bill Demchak is the CEO. Now, in the interest of diplomacy, I will extend an offer to Mr. Demchak. Mr. Demchak, since PNC Bank accused Mr. Carter of stealing $4 million in 2009, and PNC continues with this accusation in 2024, I invite you to correct your company's errors. I am hopeful that you will remedy this wrong once and for all. If you are willing to do what is right, please contact the Department of Justice and admit that your bank's claim against Orlando Carter was a fabrication, a lie. Feel free to contact this podcast if you would like to refute my claim with evidence that proves Mr. Carter is guilty. You can do this by providing certified bank records which prove that Mr. Carter had a $4 million loan with PNC Bank. Allow me to begin this story about PNC's false accusation against Orlando Carter by sharing a brief historical fact that is not directly related to this tragedy, but it does set the tone. In 2013, PNC Bank paid a $35 million fine to the United States federal government for violating lending laws, specifically PNC had charged higher fees from minority applicants of mortgage loans than white applicants with similar credit ratings. The link to this article describing this misconduct is below. National Citibank, which was acquired by PNC Bank, had racially profiled these minority applicants. Consequently, PNC paid the $35 million fine. Henceforth, I shall be referring to PNC Bank exclusively and not to National Citibank. Now, if you are currently a PNC customer, answer a simple question. Are you comfortable with the $35 million fine, or are you concerned about further racial profiling within the culture of PNC Bank? If you believe PNC was taught a lesson, then that is a reasonable response. However, consider this revelation. If you discovered that PNC committed more misconduct during the same period and this misconduct worsened over the course of a decade, would you object? What if PNC's conduct resulted in an innocent man's unjust conviction and imprisonment for 15 years beginning in 2009? Would the latent hero within your soul take note? Would you demand that PNC Bank be held to account for its past and current wrongs? Armed with the facts and proof, you would likely answer in the affirmative. With this as our context, let's delve into this tragedy. Because of National Citibank, PNC found itself at the center of yet another controversy. PNC lied to the federal government about a particular banking transaction. In fact, to cover up its own banking violations, in 2007, 
PNC filed a suspicious activity report with the federal government and blamed Orlando Carter for something he did not do. To be clear, PNC alleged that Orlando stole $4 million. As unbelievable as this may sound, PNC Bank continues to advance this lie even to today. I recognize that you might assert that these are my accusations and mine alone. You might ask for proof, and this would be a valid reaction. Rest assured, I recognize that I am accusing PNC Bank of serious wrongs, and I do not take this lightly. In fact, by making such claims, I am placing myself in peril. If my claims were baseless, PNC Bank could file a suit or ask the federal government to open a criminal investigation into my conduct. I might be accused of libel or slander or defamation. So I will state unequivocally that I have direct knowledge of many of the elements of this tragedy. Having served as Orlando Carter's power of attorney for years, I am forearmed with ample knowledge and documentation. Thus, without trepidation or reservation, I am stating that PNC Bank has acted and continues to act negligently against the interests of private parties and the public at large. Since there are two fundamental elements to a crime, namely the actus reus and mens rea, which are respectively the criminal act and evil intent, I am confident that I am not committing any criminal act against PNC Bank. Again, I have proof of PNC's continued wrongs and my intentions are honest and sincere. I merely seek PNC Bank's cooperation with the goal of securing Mr. Carter's exoneration. He is innocent. The actus reus and mens rea are exactly what we will discuss throughout this podcast series as they relate to Orlando Carter and PNC Bank. What was the actus reus, the crime? What was the mens rea or evil intent? The evidence will prove that Orlando Carter was innocent and that PNC Bank is guilty. Hypothetically, if PNC customers become genuinely concerned about PNC's past and continued negligence, and as a result, if PNC had the potential to lose its customer base, don't you think PNC would correct its lies and provide compensation to Mr. Carter without delay? In one sense, if PNC were to cry foul and allege that this podcast was slanderous and libelous, wouldn't this place the entire case into the public arena where it belongs anyway? In such a scenario, this corrupt bank would be forced to admit the truth about Orlando Carter. However, if Bill Demchak were wise, he would agree to resolve this matter and prevent any harm to PNC's business. Mr. Demchak would seek the truth and right a terrible wrong. PNC would admit to its errors and end this tragedy. I would like PNC's cooperation. I ask for Mr. Demchak's cooperation here and now. I call upon the CEO of PNC Bank, Bill Demchak, to resolve this disgraceful conduct and to do so for the best interests of Orlando Carter as well as for PNC shareholders and customers. I ask Bill Demchak to make amends and issue a written apology to Mr. Carter. For it was Bill Demchak who stated, and I quote, At PNC, our corporate values aren't just something we talk about. They define how we live and how we engage with our customers and the communities where we do business. They are foundational to our culture, end quote. Mr. Demchak, why don't you honor your corporate values now?
Now consider this question. If Mr. Demchak does not respond to my request, and if PNC does not resolve this injustice, how will you react? As a listener of this podcast, if you are eventually satisfied with my proof that PNC acted corruptly and continues to act corruptly, as a PNC customer, will you do anything? Even if you are not a PNC customer, will you take a stand for truth and justice? Will you fight for Orlando Carter? Will you become a hero? Otherwise, if only because of the ignorance and apathy of PNC customers and all Americans generally, the wrongs committed by PNC will remain unresolved. This brings us to an important query. Is it possible to hold this national and international financial behemoth accountable for what should not be? How is PNC Bank compelled to admit that its original claim of criminal conduct by a private citizen was a lie? How is PNC Bank forced to correct this injustice? Well, you might say, Bo, since you have proof of PNC's alleged criminal conduct, why don't you ask the federal authorities to investigate? And in response, I would tell you that my friend and I have pursued all possible angles with the United States government, and the results are shocking. The federal government, through the FBI and DOJ, are complicit with advancing PNC's lie into the federal courts. From the very beginning of PNC's lie, the FBI and DOJ did not investigate PNC's suspicious activity report. The government never confirmed that Mr. Carter was innocent of stealing $4 million. To this very day, the federal government and all its agents and agencies refused to address the facts. Additionally, the federal government and court refused to investigate any claims of wrongdoing by PNC Bank. Simply stated, all actors have accepted and still accept that PNC's allegations are true. All believe that Orlando Carter is guilty. Because no other options have worked, and since the federal government is complicit with PNC's conduct, perhaps you will appreciate that there is but one way to correct this wrong. Only the righteous outrage by PNC customers will have an impact. If PNC Bank were to lose a significant number of account holders, only then would the bank correct the injustice. Am I calling for the wholesale destruction of PNC Bank? Call it what you will. If a band of thieves was stealing from homes, would I alert my neighbors? If an attorney stole my retainer, would I file a complaint with a bar association, file a lawsuit, and inform others? If a major bank refused to correct false allegations against private citizens, would I voice my well-founded proof? Would I stand for truth and say, yes, to hell with PNC's unconscionable actions and decisions? I would, and I am. Since my objective is to share facts as I personally know them, facts which prove that my allegations are true, I have a moral responsibility to reveal them. I have a responsibility to disclose that PNC's ongoing denials and misconduct continue to harm an innocent man. Other banks have committed unjust acts equal to PNC, and to what end? A slap on the wrist and a fine? Given the leniency banks enjoy, if only because money acquires influence, do we not have an obligation to ask that PNC correct this wrong? Consider this key question. If you find PNC's past and current conduct unsettling, 
What actions are you willing to take? Will you write a letter to PNC and ask banking officials to remedy the wrong? Will you visit your local PNC branch manager and show him proof of PNC's crime? Will you ask for answers? Will you close your account if PNC Bank refuses to cooperate? Such choices would not be insignificant. It is only when individuals protest a private company's conduct that a Goliath like PNC will acknowledge its culpability. Let's be honest. When a billion-dollar company forks over a $35 million fine for racial profiling, there is very little pain. The amount of money is small, and it also becomes a tax deduction. Such a fine does not compare to the impact of a company losing its reputation and financial base on the road to insolvency. If it takes PNC's potential financial insolvency to exonerate Orlando Carter, then PNC's ruin is the natural course. This would be no different from my attempts to stop an ongoing crime, be it murder, rape, or the theft of property. Is an innocent man's future not his private property? Are his years behind prison bars not worthy of recompense? Was the suffering of his family unconscionable and irreconcilable? I mentioned earlier that the federal government has not been and will not be an advocate for the truth in this case. The reason is simple. In 2008, federal agents and agencies did exactly what PNC did. They ignored the truth. Federal agents did not investigate PNC's accusations against Orlando Carter. These agents failed to conduct a competent and comprehensive investigation of PNC's original claims. Whether done deliberately or not, federal agents lied and furthered PNC's criminal conduct. Let's pause for a moment for a rather philosophical point. Most people recognize right and wrong, at least in their minds and hearts. However, they often refuse to become actively involved. Perhaps this is human nature. People justify their inaction by saying that another man's plight is not their concern. After all, we want to maintain homeostasis. We want to remain comfortable and preserve what we have. For example, although PNC customers may learn that their bank committed a grave injustice against an innocent person, many would be too inconvenienced to close their accounts and move their money to another bank. However, once you hear the full context of this tragedy, perhaps a different result may be realized. If PNC customers open their minds and hearts, and if they acted righteously and closed their accounts with a bank that is not worthy of their patronage, PNC might admit to its errors. Mr. Demchak might be forced to resolve this issue. Do we not see united efforts in the face of injustice today? Are Americans not uniting against the deadly COVID jabs and the criminal conduct of Anthony Fauci? Are people in states not joining Texas to enforce America's southern border? Should we not support Orlando Carter? For a bit of insight, let's hear from Orlando Carter himself. Mr. Carter, welcome to the YesToHellWith.com podcast. Thank you for having me. Mr. Carter, although we will be speaking with you at length throughout the series, allow me to ask some simple questions with the intention of setting the tone for the audience. Did you ever have a $4 million loan with PNC Bank? No. Do you currently have a $4 million loan with PNC Bank? No. Mr. Carter, did you steal $4 million from PNC Bank? I did not. 
today in the year 2024, does PNC Bank still claim that you have a $4 million loan or that you stole this money? Yes. Did PNC Bank submit a false suspicious activity report to the federal government in approximately 2007? Yes. In 2009, during a federal criminal trial, did officials within the FBI and Department of Justice argue that you had a $4 million loan with PNC Bank and that you stole the money? Yes. In 2024, do officials at the Department of Justice still contend that you had a loan with PNC Bank and that you stole the money? Yes, they do. Mr. Carter, are you innocent of these matters relating to PNC Bank? I am. Mr. Carter, thank you for your time. We will be talking with you soon as we get more involved with this tragedy. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. There is no doubt in Mr. Carter's mind and heart that PNC Bank is lying about this alleged $4 million loan. Mr. Carter also believes the federal government did not investigate PNC's lies, and more importantly, that the government ignores the truth even now. You heard Orlando Carter's answers to very direct questions. Are you willing to listen? More importantly, will you fight for and with an innocent man? I hope so. With strength and numbers, we can ensure that Orlando Carter receives justice. We can unite and demand his exoneration. Let's review what we have learned in this episode. Number one, PNC Bank has a history of violating banking laws and regulations. Two, PNC Bank filed a suspicious activity report alleging that Orlando Carter had a $4 million loan with PNC Bank and that he stole the money. Three, the FBI and DOJ did not conduct a comprehensive and competent investigation into the veracity of PNC's claims. Four, Orlando Carter asserted his innocence and asked for a trial by jury. Five, Mr. Carter was convicted of the alleged crimes and served a 15-year prison sentence. Six, Mr. Carter has been released from prison and he continues to fight for his exoneration. Seven, Yes to Hell With is asking the CEO of PNC, Mr. Demchak, to investigate PNC's conduct and decisions and to resolve this issue. Eight, if Mr. Demchak refuses to cooperate, it is time to declare Yes to Hell With PNC Bank and may truth reign supreme. In the next episode, we will be delving even deeper into PNC Bank's deceit and the federal government's gross incompetence and negligence. You will be shocked by what I reveal. In fact, I will go so far as to say that a sitting U.S. attorney and a former U.S. attorney lied to the public. They lied about this case to preserve a conviction and keep Mr. Carter in prison. For this, I have proof as well. Now, before I close this episode, I will make a final appeal to Mr. Demchak at PNC Bank. Mr. Demchak, since I will be emailing this podcast to you, would it not be in your bank's best interest to review Mr. Carter's concerns and admit that he never had a $4 million loan with your financial institution? At a minimum, your board of directors, employees, shareholders, and customers deserve to know that PNC has harmed and continues to harm Mr. Carter. Would it not be prudent for you to retract this unjust claim by reviewing your own certified bank records, which prove there was no $4 million loan? Mr. Demchak, you espouse virtuous corporate principles. Will you not adhere to them and resolve a matter that needs a resolution? 
I ask for this without delay. Now to the listeners of YesToHellWith.com. If you wish to receive notification of the next episode, be sure to subscribe at YesToHellWith.com and share this episode with family and friends. Until then, may truth reign supreme. Are you looking for a quality gift for that special someone? Visit JamesBowersJohnson.com and buy the classic to be, Why Does the Moon Chase the Sun? This book reveals the very first battle between good and evil. When you learn why the moon chases the sun, you will be saddened and inspired at the same time. Buy this ebook today and read it with your children and grandchildren. They will be spellbound. And don't forget, Yes to Hell With receives all proceeds. Thank you for your support. Yes to hellwith.com and may truth reign supreme. SEDM.org, Sovereignty Education and Defense Ministry, is a website that every patriot in America must join. SEDM.org will change your life perspective and liberate you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Visit SEDM.org today and join for free.